Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lee. Our guest today, Ben Carlisle of Bleed Tech Blue. That is pertaining to today's news, which is sponsored by Sutherland and Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in any type of accident, call Taylor or Russell at 615-846-6200, see what your rights are and if they can help. Vanderbilt is going to hire Louisiana Tech AD Tommy McClellan for one of two deputy AD positions at Vanderbilt, as Yahoo's Pete Thamel reported on Monday. Adam Sparks of the Tennessean confirmed that, as well as Vanderbilt's hire of Christine Kelly from Dartmouth to another deputy AD position. The Vandy Sports Podcast is presented by Jody Jones, DDS, trusted for his creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile. Jody Jones provides a range of sought-after general and cosmetic dentistry services at his practice in Nashville. Jody has earned the title of number one in Nashville for cosmetic dentistry and provides a unique environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile or other services. Patients enjoy getting services from Dr. Jones and his attentive team in a spa-like atmosphere. Dr. Jones has worked with many athletes, movie stars, and celebrities over the years and is dedicated to providing first-rate service to all of his patients. Jody never compromises quality so patients can be confident they will always receive the highest level of care. Special thanks to Jody for being the title sponsor of this season. Ben Carlisle appears on the guest line that is brought to you by our friends at Bowling Branch. Started by Vanderbilt graduates Scott and Missy Tannen. Had no clue what I was missing until I got Bowling Branch sheets. They are fair trade certified, meaning they are made under safe conditions by men and women treated and paid fairly. Try them free for a month. You can return them, but you won't want to. Once you get the sheets, try the mattress. That was voted the best mattress of 2018. Go to BowlingBranch.com. That is spelled B-O-L-L. Enter the promo code Vandy and get $50 off your first set of sheets. Ben Carlisle joins us for the second time on this podcast. Originally, we had been on when we thought Vanderbilt and Louisiana Tech would play in football. That did not happen, but Ben is on to discuss another significant story that overlaps both schools. Ben, thank you for joining us today on short notice and frankly, in Maybe the first good Vanderbilt news story I've had to cover in about seven months, so I appreciate you joining us today. Oh, absolutely. Always love coming on and uh, love what you guys are doing. Ben, of course, runs the rival site Bleed Tech Blue. I think both of us were pretty stunned by the announcement that Tommy McClellan was leaving Louisiana Tech for basically, I don't want to say a demotion at Vanderbilt, but at least a demotion in title from being AD to being a deputy AD. Ben, were you expecting this? And tell us what you know about that move and why he's leaving Tech for Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think it was a surprise, you know, not only to myself, but, you know, to many that follow the Louisiana Tech athletics program uh, closely. And like you said, you know, you look at it on the surface, it appears to be, you know, you're stepping down from an athletic director job to a deputy athletic director job. Uh, but I, I think, you know, when you look at the job that Tommy's done at Louisiana Tech during his tenure, um, you know, I think he's well thought of in Rust. And obviously, you're never going to have an athletic director that the fan base all loves or all hates. You're probably, you know, somewhere in the middle. But I think he's done some really good things in Ruston. And I think, you know, taking this job at Vanderbilt is really probably the next step in his career 
you know, moving up to a quote unquote next level in the SEC. I know something that that or that that's something that he's aspired to do. And I think that um, he'll do a good job at Vanderbilt. And uh, I know that he and his family are excited to get up to Nashville and get to work. Well, you mentioned when we talked off podcast that he got some guarantees to come here. What do you know about those? of Nashville and around Vanderbilt has a well-known uh, autism school and he has an autistic son and I think that'll be uh, obviously good for his family and I know he's getting a, a nice contract as well from the Commodores and you know you look at you know you never know especially in the world of college athletics you never know the motives uh, for why people move around job to job but uh, on the surface you look at a school like Louisiana Tech and I, I certainly don't want to you know, talk down Louisiana Tech, but there's only so much you can do at a program like Louisiana Tech. You know, you look at where uh, you talk about the three major sports when it comes to football, basketball, and baseball. I would say uh, from an overall overall standpoint, those three programs have never been in a better spot, especially at the same time. Uh, the football programs won six consecutive bowl games. Uh, the basketball programs winning 20-plus games year in and year out. Baseball's winning 35-plus games. Went to a regional back in 2016 or set to open a uh, brand-new stadium in 2021. So I would imagine he saw it as that next step in his career. And, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity, like I said, for him and his family and something that uh, I know they're looking forward to. And I think that, you know, while he'll have that title as the deputy athletic director, I think that um, – from what I've heard, I think he's going to have some sense of say uh, on the athletic department side of things as far as some of the decisions go. Do you have any idea what the specifics might be? Because, I mean, look, that's something that it's tough to get anything done at Vanderbilt, as Malcolm Turner found out. you got forces that will get in your way. The school reneged on promises that it had made to Turner, although in, in fairness, I mean, it, it wasn't fair what happened to Malcolm Turner, but those – Promises were also made by Chancellor Nick Zeppos, who left. His interim did not want to uh, live up to the things that he was told. And now there's a new chancellor in place, Daniel Deermeyer. So not to implicate Daniel Deermeyer in any of this, because none of this is his fault. In fact, I would say it's a positive step that Vanderbilt is able to land someone like this in this role. But all that to say, Vanderbilt's got a history of going back on things as its own fans know, what kind of guarantees do you think you got? You may just be speculating, but I think I think a lot of Vanderbilt fans were stunned uh, that Vanderbilt could get a guy of his caliber. I know I was stunned uh, for the reasons that I just outlined, but I wonder what was in that contract. Do you have any ideas? Yeah, I don't know any specifics as far as the contract goes, but I, I think that you know he was making $250,000 at Louisiana Tech. I would imagine – uh, he's going to see a pretty nice pay raise from that. Like I said, uh, I would imagine he, he got, you know, maybe a three- or four-year contract because, you know, just in the times that we've spoke to him over the years, I mean, he's, uh, like you said, a really well-thought-of young athletic director, kind of a rising star in the industry. And I, I don't think that he would have taken this job uh, without having some sense of security for him and as well as his family. Uh, and, you know, like you said, in – this isn't to say anything about Vanderbilt. This goes for a lot of schools around the country, but it's not easy to succeed in some of these athletics jobs. And sometimes you can see, you know, empty promises or unmet expectations. And you see yourself looking for a job in a short 
window of time. But I, I think the big thing was uh, he felt it was the best fit for his family. I know he probably thought it over long and hard before he made this decision. Well, I perceive Tech as a fairly good athletic program. I mean, I know it's not Power 5 and things, but like you said, they win and stuff. I think their basketball program is very underrated. As you mentioned, six straight wins in football. So that's not a situation from the outside that I'm just looking to leave if I'm him. No, without a doubt. And I think that, you know, you look at where Louisiana Tech was when he came in here six years ago to where they are now. I think the job is, you know, the title as athletics director at Louisiana Tech is certainly uh, substantially more intriguing. I'm sure Tech will have a, a large number of candidates that are interested in the job. And a lot of that credit goes to him. And I know we talked off the air some that he didn't necessarily hire Skip Holtz, but he's done a lot for the football program. He got a new press box built. Uh, he's also got a new end zone facility built for the football program. I know the basketball, facil- basketball program, he hired Eric Conkle, who was an assistant previously at Miami. He's done a really nice job uh, in his five seasons. I think he's won over 20 games four out of five years, uh, finished at the top of the league year in and year out. He hired Greg Goff as a baseball coach, uh, went to a regional in 2016. Lane Burroughs has followed that up in his four years and done a nice job as well. Not only with some of his hires, but, you know, as far as fundraising goes as well, uh, raised a lot of money and done a lot of good things for Louisiana Tech. And I think that's really when you look at his quote-unquote legacy of what he leaves behind at Louisiana Tech is he left the athletics program a lot better than he found them. You said something very interesting to me when we talked off podcast a couple of hours ago. You said he's a very introverted guy, and yet at the same time he's an outstanding fundraiser. How do you – explain that yeah it's it's a pretty interesting thing to think about it and you know he's he's grown over the years from where he was as a young athletic director coming to Louisiana Tech from McNeese State yeah so he's really grown as a young athletics director from you know coming to Louisiana Tech in his early 30s from McNeese State to where he is now but he's not the type of bubbly outgoing personality that you you know is just going to come up and talk to complete strangers you're going to hear a meeting with different fans throughout every athletic event. That's just not his, you know, style of personality. Now, he's certainly going to be at all the athletic events, just like every other athletic director will be. But, you know, he, like I said, he's done a tremendous job at developing relationships uh, with the donors at Louisiana Tech. I think the, you know, the two facilities that football built were cost over $60 million. So, I mean, like I said, he can really raise some money. And I think that when you look back and you look at him as an athletic director, that's probably his strongest quality uh, is his ability to raise money. And he, he's also done a good job at making some nice hires underneath him uh, that kind of helped him w- with that relationship building throughout the years. But yeah, he, he's not the most uh, outgoing sort of personality, but he's a really quality man. Uh, and I know Vanderbilt will be excited to get him and, and y'all will learn. Uh, just how good of a man he truly is, you know, just on the inside once you really get to know him on a personal level. I've got some questions coming from the mailbag that is sponsored by Vanderbilt fan Josh Minton, an independent insurance agent operating out of Brentwood. Josh can help you with all your insurance needs. Call him today, 615-933-1979. Email him at josh at hqinsurance.com. Follow him on Twitter at Joshua Minton HQ or Facebook.com forward slash JD Minton HQ. He is my insurance agent. Give him a try and tell him you heard about it 
on the Vandy Sports Podcast. VA72 says, was there a Vanderbilt connection that facilitated this move? I know that Vanderbilt had hired Parker Executive Search Firm uh, to aid with this hire, but what do you know about how he ended up at Vanderbilt? Yeah, as far as the connections go, I'm not, you know, from what I've spoke to, the people I've spoke to over the last few hours, uh, I'm not sure if it was necessarily the search firm that went out and found him, but like we've discussed, you know, He's a well-thought-of young athletic director. I know he was a finalist for the Ole Miss athletic director job uh, that Keith Carter ultimately ended up getting. I think he's had some previous ties with Candace Lee, and I'm not sure, you know, how deep those ties truly are. If it's more of a, you know, you know a person through another person or another relationship here or there. But that could be how Vanderbilt ended up getting the connection and him ended up taking that job. So I'm not really sure of what some of the specifics are as far as how he became in contact with Vanderbilt and ultimately ended up getting that job. Some of these are going to be a little repetitive, um, but you may be able to add a little bit of clarity to some previous context or some previous con- comments. Excuse me. Ann Arbordor says, what areas of strength do you see in Tommy's track record? What areas would he need more experience? Yeah, I think the the big thing for me is obviously – uh, like I said, he's such a strong fundraiser, and you know, it's it's easy probably to see the fundraising aspect of someone at a smaller school like Louisiana Tech, where you can see facilities develop from where we were, you know, going back to 2013, and even where Tech is now, where they don't have a practice facility uh, for basketball or don't have an indoor football facility. But I was at a strong point of his career has definitely been his ability to develop relationships and raise money. And then on the opposite side, I think if, if there was one thing that you could pinpoint that he d- didn't necessarily do well, I would say uh, from a coaching hire standpoint, I think that obviously we all know about the Tyler Summit debacle. And I think that, you know, going back to then, obviously Tyler being the le- son of a legend and Pat Summit, I think anyone probably would have taken that gamble. So I'm not sure that's a big red X, but, some of the hires since then, I know Goff was fired after a year at Alabama for some of his personality traits. You can look at the basketball coach right now, Brooks Store. They haven't necessarily had a ton of tr- success on the court, but the the big thing is he does a tremendous job at raising funds, and I think if you did look at a negative, uh, some of his coaching hires, he doesn't have a ton of experience in hiring, and some of these big sports having only hired one men's basketball coach, and he hasn't yet hired a football coach, so I think that some of those things will probably take some time to develop and really figure out how good he is in that aspect. The Superior says, what were some of his main facilities and student-athlete perks, such as players' lounges, nutrition pursuits, and other accomplishments? Well, I think the big thing for basketball is what's their ability uh, to get a new locker room put in. I know, like I mentioned, the football, a new facility for the end zone is really – uh, it's state-of-the-art. It certainly rivals every team in Conference USA uh, from a field house standpoint when it comes to the nutrition, the, the weight room, all those different sorts of things. And, you know, they're also building a new baseball facility, a new soccer facility for women's soccer, and a new women's softball as well. Uh, and some of that money came from the tornado that we had come through Ruston that wiped out all three of those facilities. But he's done a nice job over these last 18 to 20 months at really taking his time developing the plans. And once those things are 
uh, come to completion in 2021, uh, you know, Tech's going to have state-of-the-art facilities in baseball, softball, and in soccer. Break on through says, my question would be his energy and get it done levels. Everything we have seen is that Vanderbilt Athletics is as closed a bureaucracy with only a paranoid few making the decisions. Management 101 says people tend to do in the future as they've done in the past. So um, I think you spoke to autonomy earlier, maybe a little bit, but how, how would you answer this one in particular? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think that, you know, a lot of times, you know, us as fans and people that cover the programs, we, we kind of get a little bit more of an insider detail to see how things are done on the inner workings, but we're not necessarily in on those meetings to hear how much pressure is getting put on X, Y, Z to get this done. And I think that'll be a big question for him going forward. Like I said, he's accomplished a lot at Louisiana Tech, but there are some of the finer details when it comes to marketing or when it comes to, you know, running different deals to get fans out to games. And I know that falls in line with marketing as well. And some of those things at Louisiana Tech are due to the lack of finances and being able to do some of those things. But I think that could be a question mark for him as well as, how much pressure can he put on the inside to get some things accomplished, especially at a program like Vanderbilt? It's, it feels like it's kind of been stuck in neutral, you know, outside of the baseball program for a few years now. Oh, I, I think stuck in neutral is kind. But anyway, um, Vandy Fitz wants to know, where did he work prior to coming to Louisiana Tech? And he also thanks you for taking these questions on short notice. Yeah, prior to Louisiana Tech, he was at uh, McNeese as their athletics director. I'm not too sure uh, how long he was at McNeese State, but uh, he, he was one of the youngest athletics directors in the country before coming to Louisiana Tech. And, you know, when he was hired in July 2013, you didn't necessarily know a, a lot about him. But like I said, he's done a good job since he came here. And that's the thing, you know, and I don't know how much access you guys get to the athletic department and this and that and the other. It's different at every school he's been open he'll take an interview you know on the called him right now and said could you be on an interview i'm sure he'd be more than willing to come on so i think that's the big thing for him he's a graduate of northwestern state and like i said he's just done a good job at raising a tremendous amount of money but before louisiana tech he was a graduate of northwestern state and he was previously the athletics director at mcneese uh, Vandy is currently taking the North Korea approach to media, which is deny and and um, <laughs> and don't let anybody talk. So we'll see about that. I hope that changes because I would love to have him on the podcast and get his views on things. H.D. Uh, Young says, how typical or atypical will this setup be once everyone is in place? Uh, and maybe to expand on that question a little bit, uh, you know, it doesn't. Is this common? I mean, do you see schools like Tech lose people to to bigger schools to take a step down in title? I'll just kind of throw that in there with with H. T. Young's question as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know how he necessarily fits. You know, at Vanderbilt's program from an everyday uh, perspective. You know, you obviously you lose the title of athletics director, but. At the same time, and I was talking to a number of Louisiana Tech folks today, is, you know, what really does that job title mean at Vanderbilt? And I think that could mean a number of different places depending on the school that you go to. And, you know, you look at it from Louisiana Tech's perspective, they're certainly accustomed to, uh, you know, losing athletics directors, losing football coaches, losing basketball coaches, baseball coaches. So 
it's pretty the, it's pretty much the norm around here. You know, you look at Skip Holtz entering his eighth year as the head coach. You'd have to go all the way back to the early 2000s since, you know, going back to see how long it's been uh, since Louisiana Tech had a coach stay around that long. So uh, from a Louisiana Tech perspective, it's pretty normal. But from a Vanderbilt perspective, as far as the job title goes, uh, I'm just like you guys. It'll be real interesting to see some of the day-to-day roles that he plays up there. I think the last one, at least that you haven't answered already in other forms, was from Door King. He said, were you shocked that he would take an assistant's position? Yeah, and that's that's a question that I've been debating throughout the afternoon. Is you know you look at it on paper and, and you see that you know, and this is speaking from my perspective, what I want to take a, a head AG job to uh, a lower job, so to speak. And I think that's the big thing that brings me back to he had to have been not only promised a solid contract with a substantial pay raise, a great opportunity for his family, but that he's going to have to have some sort of power knowing that he, he's been the head guy at Tech. He knows how it functions in the world of co- collegiate athletics. Uh, and I was just looking at his bio here. He's been an athletics director since 2008. So I, I don't see him uh, necessarily losing a ton of his power that he had at Louisiana Tech and taking a job uh, to where he becomes the second or third in command to where he doesn't have a whole lot of say. I Just from my perspective, I can't see that being – the normal quote unquote move that you want to make, especially even if you are trying to move up in collegiate athletics on that administrative side. Well, I wish him the best of luck. Honestly, this sounds like a terrific hire for Vanderbilt if it lets him do his job. Uh, And that's my question. I think that's everybody's question. That's everybody's question that's in our audience because again, Vanderbilt has not been very good about delivering on things that is promised to people. So (laughs) my advice to him is if he's listening and he's not signed his contract, uh, make sure that thing's airtight. Yeah. And I think it is a terrific hire. And, you know, you see some of the, the, some of the national media guys and some of those guys aren't as connected as, you know, some of us that cover programs on a day-to-day basis, but he's certainly well thought of throughout the industry. Like I said, I think he was a finalist for the Ole Miss athletics director job. And I think, you know, it, it boils down to could he probably get enough power at Vanderbilt while also advancing his career and hopefully, you know, reaching the pinnacle, uh, you know, being a power five SEC athletic director, which is probably about as high as you can go. Uh, in that in the world of collegiate athletics, and I think that he saw this as a path to that, and it was a great opportunity for his family, like I previously mentioned. And uh, I think it's a tremendous hire, and I think, it, like you said, I hope that uh, he can help bring change to Vanderbilt athletics. And I certainly wish the best for him and his family. Well, Ben, thank you so much for coming on our podcast with some excellent info today on really what was short notice. Neither of us saw this coming when we woke up this morning. Is there anything that you would add? that we have not discussed that you think that's relevant to this hire? Not, not necessarily. You know, I, I think that uh, the, the big thing was, you know, I wonder if I continue uh, poaching folks from Louisiana Tech. Tommy McClellan, I, I think Louisiana Tech fans might be wondering a little bit, kind of who, who's next? Yeah, I, both those caught me off guard. And again, um <laughs> Tech is a really solid athletic program. No, it's not Power 5, but I think if you look around, uh, they've just had a good deal of success in a lot of sports. And again, I think that's one reason I was surprised that he would take this job was because I think that he seemed to have a very good situation there. 
Yeah, and I think the big thing for Tech, and I think sometimes it gets overlooked, you know, with, you know, not to boast about the Tech program, but a big thing, you know, you look at obviously LSU and the SEC and the success that they've had. But I think, you know, you look at where Tech is located, it's a tremendous uh, fertile recruiting grounds, you know, really for any of the three major sports. And I think that, you know, those that follow the program closely, I'm not going to say it's easy to win by any a stretch of the imagination, but you, you have so many quality athletes around here within a five or six hour radius. Uh, and it's easy to stretch down into the Houston area and to Dallas and some of these bigger metroplexes to pull in kids. And I think that's been so big for Louisiana tech. And like you said, an athletics director can use that to kind of propel his career as well. Uh, when a number of his coaches are doing so well, like Louisiana tech's currently at. By the way, I did want to clarify one thing that I said earlier uh, regarding media and letting people speak. That is not in any way an indictment on the athletics folks at Vanderbilt. Uh, since the university took control this summer, uh, it's just been a different world over there. Uh, and so I, before anybody thinks I'm disparaging Alan George or any of the really good athletics media relations people, I want to make that very clear. But, Ben, thank you so much for taking your time today to join us. Tell people about Bleed Tech Blue and what you guys have got coming out on your site. Yeah, you can follow us, bleedtechblue.com, of course, Rivals Network, only nine ninety five a month. I think you would agree with me. Uh, football season's uh, finally here. I know Louisiana Tech had a postponement. Uh, last weekend against Baylor due to a number of COVID positive tests, but it looks like they're going to get back on the field this weekend uh, in Southern Miss as they open up their conference schedule. I know you guys are excited uh, for Vanderbilt football coming up here in a couple of weeks. So uh, come on over if you want to follow Louisiana Tech, anything Louisiana Tech athletics related. Uh, we'd love to have you join us, com. Ben, thank you so much for your time. Uh, God bless you and the folks of Louisiana who've gone through some really tough times this year. The latest is a hurricane, which has knocked out a lot of phone service down there. I don't know if people will be able to tell when we put this podcast up, but we got our call disconnected four or five times uh, just due to that. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us under adversity and under short circumstances, and we wish you all the best. Absolutely, Chris. I appreciate it. He has been Carlisle of Bleed Tech Blue. I'm Chris Lee, the host of the Vanity Sports Podcast. Keep listening. We should have at least one more episode coming to you later this week.